What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Geekscape, let's look who I've got right here, our good friend Jeff Fahey. Um, so Jeff is in this brand new movie. It's called Maneater, and it's actually out now in theaters and on demand. And uh, I think we've been talking giant shark movies on the show before, and uh, this is definitely a giant shark movie. Uh, Jeff, you're in a giant shark movie. I mean, yes, have you done a yeah. giant shark movie before? No, I haven't. Um, but uh, And this is a giant shark movie, and I haven't seen the shark yet. Oh, there it is. Holy moly. <laughs> Oh, that I, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Don't be expecting Jaws on this one, Geekscape. But also, don't be expecting Sharknado. This is a this is still a shark that stays in the water. Yeah. But this thing is ridiculously big, and I, I'm just going to go ahead and spoil it for you, Geekscape. If you uh, if you expect the kind of shark movie that they have in Jaws, where it's like, oh, the mystery is in not seeing the shark. No, that's not what you're going to get with Maneater. You're going <laughs> to see the shark. You're gonna this see is a different sh- roller coaster ride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're gonna see the yeah. shark eat a lot of people in hilarious, <laughs> creative ways. So it's a bit of a roller coaster. Um, Jeff, how'd you become a part of this movie? Uh, through my friends, the uh, producer Damon Hillen. Uh, we're old friends, and also the writer, uh, writer director uh, Justin Lee and um, Trace Atkins. So um, they were. The film was already in progress, and and they asked me if I'd jump in for a day and play this character. And so uh, I had time in between two films uh, a week there. And uh, they said, we're shooting Hawaii. And um, I said, I'm in. Uh, And the reason is, it's, as we all know, it is a miracle that any movie ever gets made, whatever the size, whether it's $80 million or a half a million dollars, whether they've got 12 weeks on the schedule or uh, 10 days. But um, so I'm always willing to help out friends and be part of part of something. And even on many small films that I've done uh, with people that I didn't know going in. But um, yeah, and, and jumping around in the different genres. So this Maneater, yes, I have not seen that uh, the giant shark yet. Um, they're sending me a copy of the film today that I'm going to see. But I understand that it's a. It's an interesting little roller coaster ride. It's a it's a 
sit back, drink a beer, eat some popcorn and enjoy it for a couple hours and then head out of town. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching it and thinking, hey, why isn't my brother watching this thing with me? Why, <laughs> yeah. why, why aren't we just yelling at the screen at this point? Exactly. I mean, Jeff's got it right, Geekscapist. If you want uh, kind of like a gauntlet movie, we call them gauntlet movies because you, you get like two or three of these things. You just run the gauntlet with them and have a have a fun time with your friends. Yeah, you got to have an yeah. action movie, maybe a sci-fi movie, maybe a, a, a you know a kung fu movie, and you just yeah. have a good time and yell at the screen and tell yeah. the actors to stop being so dumb and do something else. Exactly, you know, and that's exactly what it is. It's not. Uh, you know, it's it's not going to change your life, and and uh, it's not going to get nominated. It's it's a it's a roller coaster ride. It's it's pure entertainment, and and uh, as you can see, I mean, critics, film critics, God bless them, they can have their opinions of of this and and uh, other films, but filmmakers are out there. You know, you know how many people started at Corman. You know that whole story. Oh yeah, and they just progress and work, but they've got to hone their craft, and many filmmakers that i've worked over the years started doing films like this and that's exactly what justin lee has been doing you know we did two other westerns uh a film called badland and um um apache junction and each each time justin does a film he's honing his writing his his in the different genres and uh and his filmmaking and some hit some miss but God bless the cats who just get out there and, and just keep growing and trying. Yeah, he actually has a movie coming up with a friend of ours, Casper Van Dien's in his Most Dangerous Game adaptation. Casper's a dear friend. I love Casper. Oh, wait, Casper's yeah. going to be at my wedding next month. Oh, my God. Please <laughs> tell my head hello. Yeah. I will, Jeff. Um, yeah. Well, let's talk some Westerns. I've got the Geekscapists. Yeah. We're pretty excited about you coming on the show. So I was like, hey, who wants to know what? And they all yeah. uh, got pretty excited about you coming on the show. Especially my friend Andy, who Silverado is easily his favorite Western. Uh, uh, that was earlier in your career. Like, what'd you take from that? Because I know you worked with Lawrence Kazan again on Wyatt Earp. That, that set the pace for a lot of things. And uh, first of all, it was such a great group of people. And we were down there. We were in, we were in Santa Fe, I think, starting in early November, uh, late October, early November of 83, I believe. And we were there until late January, early February. So we were there a long time and it was a huge cast. And as far as I know, everyone got along. I mean, it was great. And, and, and every department, uh, and we were working six day weeks, big, big schedule, big shoot, a uh, lot of hours for uh, a lot of people, the crew, not for all of us actors, but the principal actors uh, certainly had a, a heavier lift. But um, in different departments would have parties on, on Saturday night. And, <laughs> and, and Brian Denny, he and I, who I remain good friends right to the end, Brian was beautiful. Uh, we had the bad guys party, uh, and uh, which Brian threw at the big condo where he was staying. And don't forget the the it, it was a snowstorm that night, and we we had hired the 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 minivans to haul the cast and crew up the hill from t- uh, the hotels and so on. What I'm getting at is that 
there were so many gatherings like that that each department had in it. And for my observation, I noticed that when anybody ever had any problems during the week, they were worked out at those parties on the weekend. Um, but to your, to your question, Jonathan, I'll never forget when Larry said to me, Larry Kasdan near the end of the film, um, and it was at one of those gatherings. And um, by this time, after months and months of everyone working together, everybody w was great friends. And I was sitting there uh, having a beer with Larry, and he said, uh, it was really great to have you here. And I said, Larry, I loved it. I just it was beautiful. And I said, you know, it's my first big film. And, and he said, um, I'm paraphrasing here, but I'll never forget. He said something to the effect of uh, cherish this or hold on to it because they're not all like this. I mean, he did, it, I, I'm quoting when he said they're not all like this and meaning that they're not all like a family like this. And so I did hold on to that and still do. And th this is how many years later and, and 200 and some films later that I, I always tried to bring that part, what little I uh, and what great amount I had learned on that film, working process, observing uh, uh, watching these actors work and then just grow along the way. Um, so there was a lot that, that, uh, that I took away from that, Jonathan. And I was very fortunate for that film to be um, my first big studio film, although I had done theater and, and, and television before that, but first big on the set, you know, on location. I learned yeah. so much on that and still to How did day, it, practice it. When you come back and do White Herb, how did you see uh, um, Lawrence progress, yourself progress? And then obviously, like... It, well, uh, I certainly progressed. But yeah, I saw Kevin was a, you know, this was, what was this now, was eight now, years yeah. later? Yeah. I mean, he was a huge world star then and, and uh, uh, by that time. And um, it was beautiful. And I was so uh, appreciative that they, they included me in that, that great, beautiful, uh, another Western. Um and by that time, of course, I had grown also. So that would be, I don't know, in those 10 years, it, it would have been probably 35 films under my belt by that point. I'm not sure how many, but uh, we were all, we were all uh, better, uh, more comfortable at our crafts uh, and our, our styles and our rhythms. And again, that was another big, wonderful experience. Um, it, I got to tell you, Jonathan, I've been blessed, really, because uh, I, I mean, I'm going to be 70 in a couple months and I've been in the industry for, I don't know, 45 years or so. And I feel like I'm just starting. I mean, I really do. And, and, uh, and to this and another part of the answer to your earlier question, what did I take away from Silverado? I'm still taking away great things from walking away from each project. Uh, you know, it's kind of like a musician, you know, you're, you're just getting that jazz a little better, you know, and, and it's just, it becomes more comfortable getting more done in a shorter period of time, uh, being able to, to uh, invest even more emotionally and, and creatively and physically uh, without putting as much into it. You know, it's it's uh, and and being able to observe people in a different way and get more out of not just those great, wonderfully uh, uh, proven talents who've got these great careers. 
but with these these young filmmakers and being on that's why um you know going into a film like man eater i mean i go into that just as i would go into uh, uh into a a robert rodriguez film uh, an 80 million dollar film with robert and, and van affleck and you know and 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 people like that because we still bring whatever we have and and deliver the jazz uh regardless of the 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 budget or the time that we have but we do learn one uh, hopefully learns what i have uh, learned is that i can do as much if not more in less amount of time and chill and observe much more yeah work smarter not harder um yeah, exactly, yeah. i love those robert rodriguez things i thought I, I thought alita was i thought it turned out great and it should have gotten a sequel and then obviously planet terror is just a hell of a lot of fun so yeah. those collaborations are some of my yeah. favorites. Yeah. The Geekscapists yeah. love some of those kind of tone movies too. Lon Strickland says, please tell him that he elevated Darkman 3 significantly. People love body parts. My friend Cooper Barnes loves body parts. Uh, mm. body, body parts is a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, but I think the first time I saw you was The Lawnmower Man. Ah, uh, yes. That movie, when you think about it now... Um, it still has like a special place in my heart. And also one of our uh, listeners, Faye Rains, uh, she says, um, looking at like VR, uh, what do you think compared to like, now that we've actually living with VR, that was 92. Well, Are you impressed by it? Scared by it? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated that when we did that movie, I mean, we were, we had goggles on with cardboard and, you know, right. I mean, we weren't looking at anything and we didn't see any of the special effects until we saw the movie. Uh, so uh, Pierce and myself and the others were reacting to nothing. Um, I mean, it was even before the big green screen and all of that. So uh, and now to see where where virtual reality is and where special effects and where everything is uh, in, in, in the real world and in the um, filmmaking world. It's incredible. What what was Lomar? Lomar Man was what? Was 92. that eighty nine? I mean, was you it? you might have shot it in ninety ninety one or or so. Yeah, but, I think yeah. it was thereabouts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, just look where we've come in these thirty years. It's incredible. Uh, so yeah, I'm blown away. And and knowing if, if we've gone from nothing to where we are now, imagine where we'll be thirty years from now. It's I mean, it's just incredible. I was inside um, um, a 3D virtual reality thing, and I thought it, it can be used for so many things, not just entertainment, but uh, education in so many different ways. I mean, it's fascinating. I, I know I'm not really specifically answering your question, Jonathan, no, but I, I am blown away by the progress and, and wh where it's gone. Because when we were doing that film, I, I, not in my wildest dreams would I've, I imagine we would be where we are today with virtual reality and and uh but you're you're the the film was also like a warning against the dangers of technology right the, the movie's also a warning about the dangers of technology and, and some of that has come true too well you know you're you're absolutely right and uh and i didn't even realize that at the time but that how i mean we can um look at uh just the way tweeting and, and, and uh, all the social media can turn against somebody 
that would be like the, the, all the phones ringing, as Job would say. Mm-hmm. You'll know when I'm inside the mainframe, when, if I remember correctly, he says when all the phones of the world ring at the same time. Um, and when, you know, and I don't want to necessarily sure. go down a rabbit hole here, but it is something that, that uh, I know people are addressing and, and, and should never be forgotten. But that when that, that concept of, for example, in The Lawnmower Man, when the character Job says, you'll know when I'm inside the mainframe when all the phones in the world ring at the same time. And, and he, he says that uh, representing the dark side. Sure. You know, that comes from that, that character who's, who, who has evolved into this, this dark thing. And I would imagine when someone, especially these when children in high school it's hard enough when we were there yeah. but to 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 be bullied over the internet like that i would imagine what they're going through is as powerful and as devastating as all the phones of the world ringing at the same time because in their little world it's it's falling apart and being shattered, um, um, and it's relative, isn't it? Because I mean, I hear more and more stories of people dropping out of school or leaving school or doing even something even more tragic. Sure. And um, so, yes, in answer to your question, Jonathan, uh, there were warnings in that film that I I couldn't have even fathomed at the time, and um, I'm not saying that every film has to have a great message uh, <laughs> because we've already covered that. I mean. Where's the message in Maneater? Hey, pop a beer, there. light up a joint, eat some popcorn, <laughs> kick back, and yell at the screen and go, this is stupid. This is crazy. Why are they doing this? You wouldn't do this. But it's fun because it's, it's just right. like going to going to the amusement park and jumping on. Say, I'll get on that ride today or I'll get, I'll get on that one. You know, It's but not going to change your life. First, give you, you, played the first, you played the first cyber bully, I think we can say on record. And, and I think that's a credit to Stephen King and the concepts, too, that, mm-hmm. that he's mm-hmm. writing about. He's as much a futurist as he is just writing about the human uh, mm-hmm. experience. Um, Garrett Frawley wants me to ask about the Marshall. I've never seen the Marshall. Oh my gosh! But yeah. uh, I don't know specifically what he wanted to ask. I will say though, uh, sorry, Garrett, but uh, Chris Kavinsky, who does our um, horror, uh, he does our action podcast, Bulletproof Action. He made me watch that sweeper car chase where you oh, are riding a motorcycle back. and then you jump on the back of the police car you're playing the cop the police the bad guy got in the police car and he's on this endless dock i mean that dock has got to be as far as as long as the 10 freeway. that was redondo pier <laughs> yeah they kept yeah. running that car back over and over <laughs> yeah. again because that yeah. thing keeps yeah. going yeah if you haven't done that geeks gave us google the youtube for the the sweeper car chase and watch jeff surf a motorcycle long before van dam did it in hard target <laughs> And then he jumps onto the back of this police car. It's actually a, I actually think it's actually a pretty great stunt sequence and actually a pretty good uh, action directing sequence. And I'd never even heard of this movie. And I think it's awesome. Oh, you just saw it. That's right. You were saying. I only watched that sequence. Oh my God. Yeah. You're, you're, I, I, I miss you playing leading men like that and having these, these leading roles. And I know you still get a chance to play it. You had a great role in Lost. We still see the camera up front mm-hmm. and center with you. But, um, I mean, 
what do you take from something like that? Like you just want to act. You, I don't think like this one. It doesn't matter if there's a day on set with uh, Maneater or if you're doing like a long role like White Herb. Yeah, I I, I think um, and with now with so many more platforms with streaming, there's so many more uh, opportunities for younger filmmakers to to jump in the game and uh, and also. Uh, um, uh, different, different subject matter, um, and within these given, you know, genres, uh, the, even the genres are able to cross uh, now. Um, so, yes, Jonathan, I just dig working, and and uh, but I love the the process of, of of creating a story, being part of it, and really working with different people all over the world all the time. And now at this point, after all these years, it's almost, uh, especially in the States, when I go from one project to the other, I'm almost on every project, there's someone I worked with 20 or 25 <laughs> years ago or just last week. But, um, yeah. But, you know, it's so difficult for so many people to get into the industry, uh, first of all, and to, to maintain that uh, it, it's a it's a blessing to to have a career this long, and uh, and I feel as I said I, I feel like uh, with what I've learned and what I've been doing and the people I've worked with, I, I honestly feel like I'm just getting started. You know, I mean I've come into a wonderfully comfortable place in in my life and my career, uh, uh, and I approach the work differently. I still give a thousand percent, whether it's a big or small film, uh, whether it's a uh, uh, a supporting character, a uh, lead character, but uh, I really enjoy working with new people and old people, you know, old friends. And but uh, working with a new group of people all the time, it's fascinating. It's really, I mean, it's you know, and to get paid for it and, and to take care, of, <laughs> take care there of your loved ones and go on That's some nice adventures. And, and some you get paid, some you don't. You know, I mean, I'm sure Hawaii was rough. I'm sure Hawaii was rough for that day you were on set. I'm sure. Well, it was. I got to tell you, <laughs> but it was beautiful. It was great, yeah. and and um, and uh, and I am excited about how many more platforms there are with streaming. And one might say, well, it's flooding the market. Uh, but hey, you know, the one who says it's flooding the market is is always the one who's employed. Yeah, <laughs> it's the one who's trying to get a movie done or trying to get their first movie done who uh, is finding that that uh, because we have streaming and there is a need for, for more and more product, that we have there's so many talented people out there and giving them uh, uh, more opportunity. And I think also, Jonathan, if I may, that yeah. with so many more, um, uh, so much more product being presented, it's allowing not only young actors to get into the industry, it's allowing the older actors to work longer you sure. know, and and uh, and work in much more uh, in many more genres. And it's fun to discover, you know, movies like Sweeper and this stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, like there's yeah. so much yeah. content. Like you said, you've done so many. Um, Nick Spanis wants to know, like, do you ever get together with Don Johnson, pause, soak it all in and say, you know what? This is pretty nice. This little thing. Don and I here. are still friends. <laughs> Well, Don Don Johnson and I are still friends, and, and we worked together a couple times since then. Mm -hmm. uh, because Don Don produced The Marshall. That's maybe yeah. where that okay. Question. And you first yeah. met him on Miami Vice. Is that the first time you we first met on Miami Vice when um, when 
it was I think it's the the last episode of the first season when I blew I up Testarossa. I used to write yeah. the comic book for for Universal. I wrote the official comic book. I did some panels with uh, almost and those guys, and I got to know Miami Vice really well. And oh, I remember great. that episode. Great. Oh yeah. In that friendship, like like how is that? That's kind of oh, it's cool great. I mean, a... we, we haven't seen each other in in a while, but we text all the time, you know, on holidays and this that, or sometimes just hey, what's up? Um, but then we worked together. We did. I, I went on and did an episode of Nash uh, Nash Bridges, but then we we both worked with Robert Rodriguez on on uh, Machete. Yeah, yeah. All right, the Machete movies. Yeah. those are crazy right. films. Yeah. <laughs> those movies are insane. Okay, uh, the geeks gave us want to know this. What did you think of the ending of Lost? <laughs> well, I. It's a no win. Sure. Answer. Yeah, no, I think you're right on it's that a one. It's 50-50. Um, I can say this. I had wished that the show would have gone on for years. It was a great gig. And, you know, it was a great group of people. The, the production, the directors, all the actors, the writers, the producers. It was, it was, it was, that, was a, that was a beautiful job. And... Um, so I can give you my thoughts about the ending, but I would uh, rather say I just didn't want it to end. Sure. And I you think know? a lot of fans agree with you too. I mean, that was a, that was a game changer. And as you talk about yeah. the evolution of film and the way that we're going through the multiple streams, I remember lost was the impetus, I believe for the beginning of places like Hulu because ABC had that deal with iTunes and mm -hmm. Lost was blowing up the charts with the download numbers because that was yeah. the water cooler yeah. show. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Lost, whether you love the ending or not, if it wasn't for Lost, you got to give it credit. It yeah. was the first real bingeable show because it was downloadable. You could buy it online and watch it. Speaking of Lost, the there's the yeah. helicopter. <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> Jeff, think, thanks for coming on the show. Come by anytime. Um, enjoy your oh, helicopter flight. But yeah, come back anytime. We'll talk some of those genre movies. That, that Absolutely. Anytime, Jonathan. It was a pleasure. And, it was great. and hello to all your fans. Thank you. Of course. Thank you uh, well, they're your fans, too. And Geeks oh, gave us a reminder you. that Maneater comes out today uh, on in theaters and on demand digital. You want a, a fun rub roaring like, like ride? Go ahead and check out Maneater. Jeff, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Have a safe thank flight. You, Jonathan. All <laughs> Take right, care. I'll see you down the road. Bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.